Hey, welcome to the Intentional Living Center. Dr. Randy here live today. We're all about helping you every day to experience a little bit more of the life that God intends for you. And I'll tell you what, God does not intend for you to experience a lot of ongoing regret, disappointment, anxiety, loss, fear. You know, the Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians that we're to be angry, but don't sin. In other words, the emotions that we experience should not be hijacked in our life or allow our life to be hijacked by, but used to grow every day to be more intentional. So I tell you what we're going to do again today. Phone lines are now wide open to you. I'd love to just talk uh, as a brother in Christ, counselor, friend, uh, what's going on? Do you have a question that you'd like to see? How does this intentional living, this this uh, process that you talk about, intentional living, make a difference with a problem that I'm facing today or a challenge or a question that I have? Uh, go ahead and give me a call. The phone line is now open at 888-888-1717, 888-888-1717. Coming up in a few minutes, my friend Dr. Gary Chapman is going to join me. I talked to him just a few minutes ago about the classic, uh, the five love languages but I ask him some specific questions about how do we apply these love languages to our life, to our problems. And today, how do we use love languages when we're having disagreements in marriage? We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, but right now, phone lines open, 888-888-1717. Let's get to our uh, first caller uh, coming in from a mom. Go right ahead. Yes, Dr. Randy, um, I have been sending little encouraging notes to my son who is uh, recovering from alcohol. He's also uh, living with a, a young lady that he met at church. And I have been advised by my Celebrate Recovery Church not to send him the encouraging note verses and words anymore. I can ask how my son is. but And I just wonder what you thought of that. And, um, you know, being that you want to encourage him, you know, like proud of him and then there's verses that I've sent to him and so forth and I would really love to have uh, your view on that. Mm. Thank you and God bless you. All right, Thank you mom appreciate the question. You love your son, you want to do the right thing. I would, I guess if they've been advising you not to, I'd want to know why if these folks have a particular process a program, an approach and some reason that makes sense something that, uh, that you really clearly understand. I'd want to know that but on, on the surface communicating with your son uh, who's struggling um, to just let them know you love them. But at the same time, when someone's going through recovery and they're really trying to get their act back together, they need to have support, but they don't need to have preaching. This is something they're working through in their own life, their own issues, their own challenges, their own problems. And so knowing that you care and love them, but uh, one of the things many people do in recovery is they have that time of really being alone and getting help and being with uh, outside of the the milieu of what they're typically a part of so they can process some things in their life. So uh, the one thing, mom, listen, go and find out why they say that so you can understand. There's probably a reason behind it. Talking about the power of one thing, you can join us. What is it that you're facing? Maybe you have a question. Um, as a friend, a brother in Christ, love to talk to you here at the Intentional Living Center, helping you figure out what it means to please Christ and then live it every day. Triple eight. 888-1717. We'd love to hear the stories of folks who are reporting how the power of one thing is making a difference in their life. 
Hello, my name is Danette. What I want to do this year for my marriage is to thank my husband more often and appreciate him. I find that I personally always want to dwell on the bad things. And uh, the other night I was talking to him and I think in my heart I really wanted to start a fight. And I um, asked him, you know, what it is that, uh, how he feels loved. And, uh, you know, I guess I really wanted to tell him how I felt love and his way of Giving love is by cooking and doing uh, acts of service towards me, so he said. And the thing is, he looked so happy, like a little kid, saying, Oh, I just love making you food, and I love doing things for you. That all of a sudden, my heart was melted, and I was like, I can't believe I was going to pick a fight with you over, I wanted you to treat me and love me in a completely different way. And I found myself thanking him and telling him how wonderful I was so glad that you know, I have him in my life and that he does these things for me. And uh, it really, I, I, I just felt the Holy Spirit kind of making me realize that I needed to appreciate him. And that is going to be my intention for this year is to continue to appreciate him and uh, thank him when he does, you know, any little thing for me because it just made us closer that evening. And it was, it was just a wonderful experience, at least for me. I don't think he had any idea. But, well, I guess he felt good because he was smiling. So thank you for your program. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Thank you, Danette. What a beautiful lead-in for uh, what we're going to do here in a moment. Dr. Gary Chapman, who uh, wrote the book many years ago, The Five Love Languages, and talking about acts of service is one of those five, uh, was my guest here just a few minutes ago in the studio. and We talked, and he was in his home in uh, North Carolina, me and here in the studio in Tucson, Arizona. And uh, we talked a little bit about the this whole thing of, what does it mean, these five love languages? The acts of service is one of them. If you haven't read that book, you ought to because it's a life changer. If you have, and many of you have, it's a book you need to have to share with someone else because it can change a marriage. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. But I'm just lifting out an excerpt of just a few minutes that uh, I talked to Gary just a little bit ago. And I asked him the question, as you'll hear in a moment, uh, about how do we deal with love languages during times of disagreement. So let's go back, take a listen. When a couple is having an argument, they're, they're fighting over something, they're disagreeing over something, how can the love languages be helpful to them at that point? Well, I think if they are speaking each other's love language on a regular basis and they both genuinely feel loved by the other, it's much easier to solve a conflict. Because if, you, if neither of you feel loved and then you have a conflict, you basically are trying to convince them that, you're right and they're wrong. And if that's the way it ends up, you have just created a loser. Because if somebody wins the argument, the other person lost. It's no fun to live with a loser. Mm -hmm. So why would you create a loser? <laughs> so what I would say is when you do feel loved, you're far more likely to be able to listen empathetically to the other person, ask questions about their perspective, and then honestly say to them, you know, I, I can see how that makes sense. Now, now let me share my side. And you share your side, and they ask questions, and they listen, trying to look at it through your eyes, and then they can honestly say to you, well, you know, I can see how that makes sense. Obviously, we differ on it. So how can we solve the problem? And you spend your energy solving the problem, rather than spending your energy trying to win the argument. And I think if you feel love, you're less likely to try to satisfy or, or try to solve conflicts with argument 
and you're far more likely to try to solve the conflict by empathetically listening to each other and then focusing on the problem and how we can solve Valentine's Day can bring out a lot of emotions, but there's no mistaking the thing we most associate with Valentine's Day is love. In our marriages, it's difficult to find ways to express our love for each other. Sometimes it feels like we're speaking entirely different languages. That's why in February, when you support Intentional Living with $30 a month or more, we're giving you a special gift from Dr. Randy's bookshelf, The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. This best-selling book offers you insight and practical advice to get to know you and your spouse's unique love languages. Give now for the book and unlimited access to all of Dr. Randy's exclusive monthly teachings over the past two years by calling 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. Hey, and by the way, uh, I hope you'll do that. We, I'm I taking this right off my own bookshelf. You know, The Five Love Languages is one of those books that well, it's been around a long time, made a lot of difference in the lives of a lot of people. And I said, hey, team, let's make it available to friends that maybe have it, maybe they don't. But if they do, they can share theirs new one with another uh, couple. And it's our gift to you as you join us and support this month. That $30 a month is going to go a long ways to help us continue to reach people for Christ. And then I just talked to Gary for about 35 minutes or so. And I went into some specifics. I said, Gary, how is it that the five love languages can help you with dealing with money? How can it help you deal when you have disagreements in your marriage? What, what is God's love language? What happens when you're, you're interested in knowing how love language can make a difference, but your spouse doesn't give a rip and it becomes a one-sided deal? How do you deal with the five love languages with your children or with your staff or the people you work with? And so it's a, a really practical interview, and that is going on the site as well. This month, it's our exclusive site with all of our teaching for everyone who is a regular monthly supporter of Intentional Living. Don't miss it. Come and join us. Go to theintentionallife.com or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717. I'll be back with Amy. She has a question about a defiant stepchild in just a moment. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. And indeed we are. Thank you, Kurt. Here in the studio live today. Again, the phone line's open. 888-888-1717. Let's go over to Texas. Amy, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you? Fantastic. Appreciate your call. What's, uh, what's your question? So just uh, seeking some guidance on how to address defiance in some step kiddos that um, have been encouraged that I'm not a safe person or that I'm not their mom and don't have a say. Um, just kind of seeking a little bit of guidance. All right. So the 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 uh, the, the biological mom or or you're a stepmom, right? So they're yes. getting that kind of a message coming from that side. Is that what you're what you're saying? Correct. And and they're telling you this. Uh, we don't have to listen to you and this kind of thing. I feel like you shouldn't tell me what to do. You're not my mom. I shouldn't have to listen to you. Yeah. That probably puts the hair up on your mm -hmm. neck, doesn't it, when they say that? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. And at the same time, how old are the kids? 
Um, Twelve and nine. And again, we've got we got parents, we got mature adults here that need to all grow up and say, "Hey, our job is to raise these kids and do a good job." Maybe things haven't turned out the way we thought they would in our lives, but how, what can we do to raise these kids to do a good job? Uh, so where's right. dad in all this? Um, dad supports me. Um, he explains to the children, you don't have to like us. We're here to be your parents and to guide you, but you do need to respect us. Yeah. Well, yeah, so he's that, supportive that's and encouraging. That's good. So you guys are on the same page. Yes. Yeah. Well, I would pick my battles really carefully with those kids because they're hurting. Hurt people hurt people. We've said that for years. Everybody knows they've heard that. And uh, kids get confusing messages, and, it, and we can start picking fights and keeping kids in the middle, and you don't want to do that, obviously. Um, I think dad needs, dad needs to take the lead. Dad needs to be the one that makes it clear with the kids, hey, this, when you're here, this is how it runs. I know that you're getting different messages and so on, but this is, this is the way we run the house here. Okay, and this is what we expect. The very first thing that gets us in trouble in every relationship is when we do not have clear expectations. When expectations are not clear, then people make up their own decision of what to expect. And so sitting down with your kids, husband taking the lead, dad taking the lead like he is. Hey, kids, here's the way we operate here like he says. Uh, he didn't say it to the kids, but we're not here to be like, but we are here to raise you and love you and care for you. And um, we want you to respect us. But what's really more important is that you know there are certain things that need to be done here in this house. It's obedience. Boy, that's not a word we hear much today, do we? And that's important for you and your spouse to be on the same page. For you, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't argue with them. I would say, honey, I understand that's how you're feeling today, but uh, this is still what has to happen. Uh, you don't always want to put dad in the middle, but if you guys are standing shoulder to shoulder and setting consequences for him, that's the key, that, that he's backing you up, and um, it's too bad that mom is doing that. Is there any way, does dad have any con good contact with the, the biological mom to talk to her about this, or what's going on? Um, it's improving. She's in a, a rehab facility, so she's getting closer to the Lord and starting to understand more and more about emotions and the impact that she's making on her children by her decisions. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. Well, I need to pray that she gets, gets healthy and healed. Um, you know, I think of the scripture that says, to the extent that it's possible that lies within us to live at peace with everyone. And I see in my work with with people who are, you know, step families and ex spouses, that we get kind of a thorn in our foot, and it creates tension in the relationship, and people start picking little fights with each other, playing games with each other, and the kids get caught in the middle. And to the extent that we can keep the kids out of the middle, the better. And so, I th it sounds like you guys are doing the, the the good job. You're doing what you need to do, standing your ground, loving your kids. And as I say, I'll say it again, for those who haven't heard it, pray for a hedge of protection around your kids. God protect these kids from us, <laughs> from evil one, from the messages that are confusing their little hearts and heads, and build a little uh, hedge of thorns around them that they find no joy when they're being disrespectful. You do your work in their lives um, for, for God's glory and for their benefit, okay? Talking uh, intentional living, on that thing of expectations, that's the very first thing that I 
I've seen in my work with people over the years that can get us into trouble. If we don't have a clear understanding of what an expectation is in any relationship or any situation, when reality hits, it creates what we call a hijacked emotion. It could be disappointment. It could be anger. You say, well, I, you know, I, don't, I don't have any emotional response. Yeah, you do. And what you do sometimes is you bury it. You stuff it. But it's there. Maybe you just resign yourself to say, well, that's the way it is. But down deep, you're still hurting because an expectation has not been met with reality. And that can be true in our family, and our marriages. So what do you do? That's part of what we talk about here every day on Intentional Living. You got a question? Come and join me. 888-888-1717. Love to talk to you a little bit. Uh, let me see here. We'll go to Michigan. I think we have uh, another question. Go right ahead. Hello. My question is, I committed adultery, and I knew better, and I would tell everybody not to do that. I am a Christian, and I knew better. I My wonder is, do I need to apologize to the wife in order to get forgiveness? She is aware, and she knows I'm a Christian, and that is my question. Thank you very much. Mm. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, left on our storyline here. You know how I answer that? Only if it's for the benefit of that person who's been hurt. I think sometimes what we do, we feel guilty, and so we just want to get it off of our chest and dump it on somebody else. And so we say things or do things that make us feel better, and we've left all the pain with somebody else in their lap. And so, again, the question I would ask would be, approaching that person at this time in history, would that be a wise thing to do? Is that going to benefit that marriage relationship and its healing process, or are you better just to be gone and disappear and deal with your own pain? And that's a, that's a tricky question and sometimes a difficult thing to answer. I would hope there would be a time where there could be healing that would occur, but maybe it's not right now. So timing is critical with these things. It certainly is. All right, thank you for that call in Michigan. I hope that helps. Let me see here. Uh, I think we have another question. Go right ahead. Hi, Randy. I'm um, listening from Arizona, and um, my question is, how do you go about someone in your, well, my husband in this case, how do you go about them being silent to refuse battling? What is the person trying to gain? I am one to talk about issues or problems and deal with it and get over it and he is not and our relationship is oh, kind of in shambles right now but I am doing everything I can and trusting once again in God and by faith if you can just maybe answer that for me would be awesome so I know how to deal with with this situation in a, in a loving manner mm-hmm. for me for our marriage and my husband thank you yeah but, but. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And we just talked about expectations. You have an expectation that we can sit down and resolve a problem, talk about it, come to some agreement or even agree to disagree. And it appears that your husband has a different expectation. His expectation is if we ignore it, maybe it's just going to go away. 
um, or an expectation that if I ignore it, she'll stop bugging me, or an expectation that if I get into this, there's not going to be any end to the discussion. Because sometimes, and I know men who sometimes are fearful of getting into a discussion because they don't know where it's going to go and how to manage it, and so they just would rather deny it and go watch the football game. But you have a heart that's hurting, and you have every right and reasonableness in your marriage to go to your husband and say, honey, there's some issues that I would really like to talk to you about. How can we do this? Can we schedule a time? Um, can we do this, go out to dinner? Can we just talk to a counselor or something? And it's not all about you, and it's not that you're a bad husband. I just got some issues that I need to process, and I'd appreciate it if you could be there to help me process these things so I can clear, clear them off the desk for me. In other words, you're taking ownership of the fact that there's some issues that are important to you that you'd like to get off your chest to deal with, and it's not that you're a bad husband, and therefore, I've got to talk to you, and you won't let me tell you off, because that ain't going to work. But if he, if he loves you, if he truly loves you, there should be a willingness to say, well, okay, let's figure out some way that we can, we can do that at least. Uh, so being honest with him. But remember that our intentions and another person's expectations sometimes collide and can create serious problems in a marriage. Really can. Mm. All right. Tell you what, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with uh, with Patty, who has some uh, thoughts for Amy. So don't go away. Coming soon, the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson. Coming to an event like this can just reset your marriage. A lot of laughs. Uh, he is so funny. There's so much wisdom to be learned and gained. It's choosing that intentional love when you don't feel like it. Don't miss the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Friday, March 1st at New Hope Church in East Lansing and Saturday, March 2nd at the Auburn Hills Christian Center in Metro Detroit at 7 p.m. Register at theintentionallife.com. Have you ever said to your kids, hey, honey, we can't afford that? They want something and you know it's about twice what is in the budget. Honey, we can't afford that. And we're talking this month about living by what we tell our kids. Hey, can I encourage us in this time of inflation and financial challenges that we just learn to be intentional when we see something to just tell ourselves, hey, I like that. That's really cool. But we can't afford that. That reminder can change your financial picture for your family for now and for the future because learning to be content with what we have, not an easy thing in the culture in which we live, but it can be life-changing. That's uh, really part of the topic this month, an excerpt from the teaching that's going to be one of our featured uh, new teachings on this brand new, all-exclusive site for our monthly members, our community. And you all received probably yesterday or today an email from our office uh, allowing you to say, hey, you can put a password in and sign up and get access to all of our teaching for the last uh, number of months there online. Uh, So look for that. It's going to be something we're excited about. It's a new way for us to make sure you get everything, videos and audios, for those of you who are supporting the ministry and say, hey, I want to be a part of Intentional Living including that new teaching coming up and the interview I just had with Gary Chapman. 
So just go to theintentionallife.com to join us, theintentionallife.com. Certainly love to have you be a part of the, uh, the ministry here. All right, Patty, in Texas, how are you? Hello. Um, this, this, yes, this is Fiona from Michigan. Oh, Fiona, I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on for a minute, Fiona. I want to I get to you, but before we run out of time, I want to get Patty to respond to Amy, and then I'll talk to you in a moment, okay? Thank you for your patience. Sorry about that. Uh, Patty, are you there? I'm still here. Like okay. I said, it's a beautiful 70-degree day in Texas, and God has just been wonderful. I wanted to share two um, wonderful victory prayers. My sister came through her emergency gallbladder surgery with flying colors yesterday. Amen. She's home resting, and God has done a miraculous three-year took three years, but you know, it always is in his time. My grandbaby is completely 100% leukemia-free, rang the bell, and has a port out. So Whoa. you guys have been... Oh, I know. I'm just shouting from the rooftops and stuff. You guys have been awesome prayer warriors. But one thing I wanted to say to that Miss Amy um, that was just on there about the the kids. I've been a step-parent several times, and one thing that I learned, and I, wor- I worked at a beauty supply place, and I wanted to really share this with Miss Amy. I never did like the terminology step. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of the old icky Cinderella and stuff. And so this lo- little girl came in, and she was buying two of everything. And so I kind of looked at her, and I said, can I ask what, what we're doing here? And she goes, yeah. She said, this stuff goes to my house, and this stuff goes to my bonus family's house. And I said, what does that mean, honey? And she said, well, my daddy got married to a real nice lady, and I call her my bonus mom. And I Uh thought that was the most neatest terminology and stuff like that, because it kind of helps the kids. You know, I told my bonus kids, I said, you know what? I'm not here to replace your mother. You've got a mother, and we're so thankful for your mother. And, you know, sometimes, you know, divorce is hard. It's hardest on the kids and stuff. They're the ones that suffer the most. But we need to to do everything in our power. And I really, really appreciate Amy and, and her husband for being on the same page because that makes a huge difference. But I just wanted to let her know that, you know, talk to the kids and say, you know what, let's drop the step parent and step mom and step kids and stuff. I always introduce my kids as these are our kids and stuff. And that gives them the sense of belonging. That's right. And then there's not, I've just noticed there's not that much tension and stuff. So I just wanted to pass that along to Amy, tell her I'll be thinking about her and stuff like that. But it really, really worked for me. And, you know, to this day, even though I'm not with their father, I still have a wonderful, beautiful relationship with all my, you know, I've been married two times, but I still have a beautiful relationship with my bonus kids. Thank you, Patty. Celebrating life today. Thank you. Those bonus kids. I'll tell you what, there's so many positive things in your relationship today. Can you focus on the things that God has provided for you, the blessings in your life? Let's learn. Let's, uh, we can grow up. Let's be intentional in how we think, how we respond, how we uh, use our emotions, what we do, the habits we develop. Not for perfection, but come on, when we're intentional, things turn out better in our lives. Got to run. We'll be uh, staying in the studio, however. I'd love to have you t- call and talk to you. i got a question. We'll record these and share them later. Fiona, I'll be right back to you in a moment, so don't go away there in Michigan. And Ron, as well, we'll get to you. 
Uh, but the phone line is open, 888-888-1717. Thanks to our members. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. God bless you. We'll see you next time right here from the Intentional Living Center.